When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the show where we talk about shows. In this installment, we are talking about episodes four, five, and six of the Hulu original Casual. Take it away, Eli. In this episode, we're going to dive on into three middle season episodes and we're going to hear all about Steve's thoughts and maybe a few of mine as we get deeper into these main characters and also some supporting characters. So without further ado, Steve, let's dive into Hulu's Casual Season 1, Episodes 4, 5, and 6. Tell me, uh, you know, what, what were you thinking when you were watching Episode 4? Well, I was thinking about how I'm grateful that you chose this show for us to watch and that I had never seen it before because the show just keeps getting better. Um, definitely in this middle chunk where some you know shows might lose you, they might, yeah. you might kind of find some disinterest and get a little bored with the characters. Uh, casual was keeping you engaged, was introducing new characters and developing uh, the main characters further. And, um, so I, yeah, I really, I really liked it. Um, and again, these episodes really are funny, you know, and they, and they start off, I think every episode has a very funny beginning. Um, yeah. It just kind of engages you right into the whole, the whole thing. And in episode four, it started really, really funny way when Val wakes up from her one night stand with James, <laughs> the waiter, and proceeds to fold his clothes before she leaves. And it was probably the most awkward post-sex scene ever because she looked like a mom folding those clothes. There was no way around that. That wasn't a uh, that was a very maternal move, not oh, yeah. uh, a one-night standish type of gesture there. <laughs> um, and then she goes home and she talks with Alex, and that is sort of a running theme for me, and I have a note down here just around... Val and Alex's scenes in general are great. When they, they really are. <laughs> when they're when they're yeah, when they kind of connect on the couch or they're they're they have a scene together in, in Alex's house. Um, they're always really engaging. There's all that history there. There's the brother-sister relationship, there's the changes going on internally for each character. They both are wanting something they can't quite provide for each other but are trying to provide for each other. And, yeah. Um, I just, uh, I really like those scenes a lot. Then they, they keep coming back to them around once an episode, generally, sometimes more than, more than once. So. Yeah. And um, it's great how they both support and somewhat challenge and push each other. Mm -hmm. And they seem to generally know or kind of be in sync with what the other person 
needs in that moment. They're so close. Uh, they can both be that sort of, let's call it uh, end of the pool to push back off of or, uh, or deep end to just kind of fall into. Look at that analogy. Yeah, and you really, absolutely, and really in the next few episodes you get a much larger sense of Val's relationship to Alex, what she, the role that she played in his life yeah. you know, from an early age, really being the parenting force, the responsible force in his life and how, how close he is to her. And they are to each other, really. Definitely. But yeah, this, this episode four was great. They dropped you more into Alex's world. You got to see his company. Right. You got to see him try to get involved with the company and just fail miserably. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, it also sort of like gives you a, an interesting timeline of, of this show. So they've been staying, uh, Val and Laura have been staying with Alex for two weeks right, right up to this point. And for that same amount of time, he has not gone into work. Because <laughs> right. there's a scene between him and the co-founder where he's like, well, you haven't been around for two weeks. So, <laughs> you know, and like all of a sudden there's all these changes and there's a new secretary and they're, you know, he's just driving, you know, the the membership of the usership rather of the of of the website. And yeah. and so it's to me that's sort of funny, like it's sort of real, this notion of like it doesn't seem like a long time to step away from something, but things move so quickly that if you had a company that you ran and you stopped going for two weeks, yeah, they would they would move on pretty quickly and be getting stuff done and be you know led Especially, by uh, an online dating startup, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that scene where he goes in. You know, he the new uh, the cake or you know assistant. Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> Before he even sees the co-founder, he's got carrot cake because he's so mad that he missed the going away party. And um, yeah. yeah, well, he rolls in and he doesn't want to stop to talk to her, but he does stop to be like, "Is there any more carrot cake left?" <laughs> and the next scene, he's just eating a carrot cake. That is great. Where you been? You haven't been here for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and then you know you start to really see what we were talking about at the end of the last episode. Um, how much Alex cares about family, and ultimately uh, that's really all that um, is super important to him. And so then it makes sense. You're like, yeah, well, Valerie, you know, got divorced or is getting divorced, split up with Drew, this crisis, he cheats on her. She and Laura come to stay with him, and he literally just drops everything, right? He yeah. He just stops. I mean, maybe he's tinkering with the algorithm that little bit um, prior to this, but. Yeah, he's literally just not going into work. He, um, yeah, so um, further showing us the depth of Alex's idiosyncrat idiosyncratic uh, personality and life, this uh, you know, computer genius, seemingly very smart, kind of almost alpha, and then on the flip side, just this completely codependent, emotional wreck. Um, you know, adult child, really non non functioning at times, adult child. Yeah, they did a great misdirect here too, where he was like, you know, put me in coach, like I want to do this interview, I, I want to <laughs> help, and you're kind of like, oh, is he gonna mess this up? And then right. he crushes the interview, like handles it like a champ, totally. And you're like, what? Schools the guy, and then winds up messing up in a completely personal way because he himself 
is a total wreck of a human being and doesn't have his shit together. And that's, and that's what shines through. So um, sometimes it's frustrating to want when you're like watching a show and they have the main character, you just have to watch them fumble and screw up, make, make these like giant mistakes. And you're like, no. And like, this one sort of happened in that way, but it was a little more subtle. Like it was kind of like, Oh wait, don't, no, don't talk to her like that, dude. Like yeah. you just, you just were intimate with her. That's not how you're supposed to. You're not having this conversation with her, are you? Really? Like, and um, they he is very flawed, and and they do a good job of like having not everything work out for him. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. like you have those kind of sarcastic characters, and it's a more typical sitcom format where it's just like and everything works out at the end. Zoinks, <laughs> and. Exactly. Uh, but he, you know, there's sort of consequences to his his immaturity and and uh, selfishness. Yeah, and you get to see that in this episode. Very real consequences, and that moment is um, not only cringeworthy in uh, in where he goes and his choice of thoughts and language. Um, that's obviously just gross in that moment. Um, sure. But it's right on the heels of what seems to be a very like candid, real experience with this bartender and uh, this woman who he's seemingly uh, showing the other side after walking the company line and saying all the right things in the actual interview. And we think we see this like real side of him in this tender moment. And of course, uh, it all flips around in that moment, um, which, of course, as we know, watching four, five, and six uh, snowballs into something much larger, uh, continuing on into the next episode, right? Yeah, I mean, he becomes vulnerable with her and has a real experience, and then I think you almost think he doesn't know how to handle it, so he kind of reverts back to this maturity. Alex has a lot to learn, and I think that, is kind of cool that they're going to be like, no, this dude's not going to be able to just escape from his behavior and his mistakes. He's actually going to have to look at himself and work on himself if he wants to find love or this sort of sets him off on this quest of being like, well, I'm actually super lonely and depressed and gets to get into some of those issues that they sort of hinted at in the previous episodes as far as his past goes. And this is a cool episode for internal character life like the character's internal life yeah um i loved the moment of valerie on the elevator after mm-hmm. it's like when she kind of rolls was she doing the drop by with the spoons right and she yeah. goes by to james's and then he's like kind of whoa what are you doing here and she just drops the spoons off and she gets in the elevator and she starts laughing right and then the laugh turns into a cry like a breakdown yeah and real quick then the elevator gets to the bottom and there's people there waiting for the elevator and she's got to kind of pull it together and, and get off. Um, but that, uh, it's a good bit of acting by her and you really kind of, uh, the characters were forced to reveal what was under the surface in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We see, um, her just fumbling, fumbling, and then, um, clearly messing up. Right. And then in that moment, really realizing it hitting her, and then we also see Laura uh, in a really um, 
telling moment where she's uh, you know trying to trying to make the next move with her teacher, her homeroom photography teacher, and uh, thinks she's going to get some one-on-one time with him, and then uh, she she goes to meet him behind the was it <laughs> you know the lunch tables behind the school like come meet me there and. She rolls oh, up, yeah. and the whole photo club is there. Yeah, she thinks it's going to be a one-on-one romantic moment. She's got it's... her knee socks all pulled up. She's, um, Yeah, that's <laughs> a really interesting telling moment, too. And uh, it's amazing how vulnerable um, you know, Laura is from the start. And it's not surprising, but I think just given that she's you know, the youngest and... Um, just both the character and actress, like we really get uh, the sense of that this is such a, you know, a topsy turvy time, um, and so unsure uh, for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, pretty light uh, Laura episode, but it's I feel like you it set up a um, future episodes for her. She's kind of got a lot of different stuff going on. Although, and it, she did play an integral role in uh, the introduction of the. Her grandmother, the m- mom of Alex and Val's character, who of course shows up at the end of this, and yes. it's kind of a oh, oh <laughs> moment. And uh, yeah, she looks like a cuckoo bird, right? Right. <laughs> Out the gate, you're just kind of like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> like, man, that actress, uh, wow, she just works. She plays like the mother, the older, like the adult mother, um, in so many series. Is uh, including HBO's Six Feet Under. Oh. Something I know we had talked about, maybe watching sometime. Hmm. And yeah, she, Laura, um, has the, you know, moment where she calls and Laura accidentally spills that Val's going through divorce and that they're living there. And then uh, this episode ends with Laura answering the door. And it's their mom. Yeah. That moment was really funny because she just assumed that she was one of Alex's one night stands or <laughs> insignificant girlfriends. It's actually her granddaughter. That was great. <laughs> yeah. It's all pretty humorous and uh, starts to give us a glimpse uh, of their mother and that relationship and what she's like. And that really takes us, uh, you know, into these next couple as well. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we head right into five. Moving uh, right along. Moving right along, Steve. Heading into five and it's, yeah, it's just amazing how equally much they pack into these episodes. Yeah. And yet, um, it's so, it feels like so consistent when you're watching you don't feel like it's being crammed down your throat. Yeah, you look back, wow, so much uh, is able to happen. Yeah, they do a really good job of setting up um, different plot lines in the episode. So if like episode one sets up things in episode two and three, episode four sets up a bunch of stuff for episode five and six. And it really um, does. A great way. And so it really starts to cruise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, episode five and six were awesome. They kind of just took off to another level after episode four. Um, and there was a nice little buffer scene before 
um, you jump right back into mom. There was Val and, and Laura in the car <laughs> going through her profile on the dating website and the different guys and establishing <laughs> the penis pic, which was probably a, a super funny line of this. Uh, I keep getting these penis pictures. <laughs> mom, they're called dick pics. <laughs> I love the line uh, Laura's reading to her, and it's like a dilf looking for my milf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just... Uh, we we saw that you know the waxing uh, oh, yeah. scene, and then this continues to uh, sort of touch on that same tenderness of Laura, really uh, sort of helping Valerie negotiate and navigate this new world of of online and younger man dating. Yeah, and I thought it also captured uh, this interesting dichotomy between men and women dating online, where. Alex all of a sudden has like zero matches, right? And then she has like a bunch and it's all guys. Like as soon as she put that casual on, it's like right. guys want to be casual, guys want to be casual. And then yeah. um, so there seems to be a deficit of women, you know, wanting to be casual. Right. Alex's um, modest would... profile gets still, you know, at this point has no matches. Uh, Valerie just has to, yeah, change from dating to casual sex. And she's got 4,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a funny little scene between them, um, mm-hmm. in the car and then they come home and much to Val's horror, <laughs> her mother is home. She knows of the divorce and oh, yeah. she immediately can barely be upset at Laura. Who's just like, I didn't know you didn't tell your mom that you got divorced. Like right. pretty practical thing that one would do. <laughs> um, and and that goes into that dinner scene, which was just like, I mean, they did an excellent job of really portraying this person as someone you just definitely would not want to have been your mom at no. all. No. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Made me really grateful for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no part of uh, her that seems maternal. Um, in any no. Nurturing I don't know way. if. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd want to go out to dinner with that person. Like, I just, no, you know, I th- and, and in a way, you know, Laura seems a little transfixed by her grandma, and that's cool because of everything she's going through with her parents splitting up then, yeah. you know, getting this kind of grandma with no real, you know, consequences or responsibilities or attachments. She's not asking her for anything. You know, it's a pretty, like, easy right, and relationship it's clear they for haven't her. Even- seen each other in so many years right she doesn't even recognize her laura doesn't even know her remember she calls and she's like yeah it's it's dawn i'm your grandmother i mean i'm your granddaughter right like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. they just don't even like it's obviously so estranged that laura just doesn't even know this person and then the amazing scenes uh throughout this episode where um alex has to you know or they're both really sort of Val and Alex are like trying to hide from her. And um, Alex is coaching Val on like, just give in, just let her win. Just, you know, it's, yeah, it's the be- easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Just giving her a strategy. And you start to really see their relationship and that like unification um, in context, right? We've gotten these amazing glimpses of their symbiosis and codependency both, but now we start to see why and where this came from and what motivated it and so much more comes into picture with this new character. Yeah, because they're, you know, Val and Alex's bond is so strong, but they are so different 
it's always really funny to see Val take Alex's advice and try to be more like Alex. Cause it's just, you know, she sits back down. She's like, yeah, you're right, mom. What a great point. Like, she's just like, totally swallowing her feeling. And yeah. then Alex has that smile. Like, yeah, easier, better, good. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, just that interplay and their mom, it doesn't seem to, you know, nothing seems to uh, make a difference to her, right? She just is clearly still the same person she's always been and just so like yeah. firm in that lane that she's in. Ooh, infuriating lane, <laughs> no doubt for Alex and, and Val. Um, and so then we return to Alex's work where the consequences of his... Um, inappropriate and insensitive behavior to the bartender has real lasting ramifications on his job and business. Yeah. Um, and his business partner, co-founder, is pretty is freaking out at him and pissed. Um he tells him super to pissed. Go home. Some good exchanges there. That guy's done a lot of TV work. He's a he's a he's a good actor and yeah, and he they, is. Um, you could get his frustration with him and kind of being like, oh, almost a sense of like him not showing up was like really working for the company and <laughs> could have just gone on like that. And yeah, um, that could was have just uh, not fat shamed a blogger. That would have been much better. Yeah. Um, as soon as she said blog in that scene, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to end badly. <laughs> it's just like yeah. whatever he did with the reporter like that. Now it's like, you can undo it all right now. Right. You kind of, they set that up. So you kind of know it's coming. Um, but yeah, I love that it gets picked up by Jezebel Yeah, <laughs> because you know, at the time of this Jezebel was still a relevant site. And <laughs> right. And retweeted uh, by uh, Lena Dunham. <laughs> Um, and which, which created this really funny exchange and the kind of exchange that I really love, which is when a character totally dismisses something and, and then another character just like comes back at the, with them with the truth and the reality so quickly. And he's just like, who cares about Lena Dunham? And he's like, everyone, everyone cares about him. (laughs) Oh yeah. He really, uh, he really messes up. And obviously, you know, further just eroding his standing at work. We're seeing now that this, uh uh-oh, like this is a problem. Like he's actually damaging um, professional life now. Like he's he's starting to crash and burn maybe. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, and there's employees and there's people's lives are at stake and their jobs. And yeah, it's also like... So, yeah, so things are tough for Alex. So where does he go? To the, the strip, strip club. <laughs> with our boy Leon. Yay. He's got to call Leon. Um, that's really funny. But he's Leon. just like, he's, yeah, and he's turned into Leon in these moments when times are tough for him. Like his family's going to leave. So he's going puppy shopping with Leon. <laughs> his, you know, he makes a big mistake at work. And he, he's realizing that he's got some major issues. So he gives his buddy Leon a call. And Leon you know, to the, the rescue. Club. And the sequence of events of that, of that whole sequence of the strip club, yeah. when Leon finds himself in the back, making, <laughs> having made a real connection with the stripper. Of course. And, and, 
and the stripper sort of psychoanalyzing Alex right. and his relationship to his mom and how that um, creates the overall, you know, connects to the overall theme of this episode. Yeah. Um, was quite brilliant and yeah. fun to watch. And it quickly took you out of that place of like, Alex being a fuck up and fucked up big at work to kind of being on his journey of figuring out how he's going to um, fix himself. Yeah. And, himself. and what seems to be the actual root, the like real core of his issues. And yeah, I love the way that, of course, Leon is not like in the champagne room getting doused with you know, thousands of dollars of champagne. He's in the dressing room having a real connection with this woman who Alex then, you know, following on the heels of his destructive, you know, track right now is just assuming, assuming, yeah. assuming. Out of habit, right? Out of habit. And then she kind of just smacked him down. He got like a big dose of a wake-up call for him. wake-up call. The- and she shines light on what he starts to really dig into right yeah and the and what's great about this show and how smart it is so they'll use a device like that you know for one of the characters and then they'll um make it stronger emphasize it more than other characters so you have another scene where val out of frustration with her mom out of frustration with everything right now just goes over to the penis pick guy's <laughs> house and has this, again, like super poignant, thoughtful, self-analytic scene with this guy, like big Mr. X all around. You know, it's just all sort of like all of a sudden they're talking about real stuff. He's giving her real advice. They're having just a, he seems like a fairly normal guy. They're right? having a normal conversation. Yeah. Right. They, that was a really funny scene. Yeah, they really, uh, they really put you through the ringer a little bit. These couple episodes of the Mr. X and Psych and Gotchas. And yeah, there's actually even a shot in that scene where he's now sitting in the psychiatrist's seat. If you look at the angle of how they shoot it, there's this moment where he's now in the chair and Valerie's the patient. It's amazing how they do that. Both oh yeah, and we didn't even talk in the camera angles. And- <laughs> we didn't even talk about um, the opening of episode four. Was actually in the therapy office with the kid <laughs> who was talking about his relationship. The guy who was talking about his relationship and how he thinks she's a psychopath and she's going to kill him. <laughs> um, and that guy is really funny actor. He really was part funny. of an improv, part of an improv troupe. Uh, sketch comedy troupe called the Harvard Sailing Team, which I actually saw here in New York. And he's done Silicon Valley. He's done a bunch of done yeah. a bunch of these kind of funnier cable shows. And I just loved that scene. So yeah, and those that. are now you know almost guaranteed hilarity. If we see inside yeah. Val's office, something funny is going down. I um, know, right? Which is which really is great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great because, yeah, therapy stuff, I mean, especially TV landscape has been done quite a bit and very yeah. serious and all these heady scenes. So they did immediately a really good job just being like, when she's at work and has a patient, it's going to be a funny scene. So you're, you're happy for it. So I look forward to many more of those, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, to get back to Val and her her breaking point of going over to the the penis guy's house, which was a pretty intense thing to do. You know, we we're talking about it being a misdirect and 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 yeah. building a lot of tension, being like, oh man, where was she? What is she doing? What's right. going on? The other side of this, um, her mom really brings her to this tipping point um, in a lot of different ways. In that one particular scene in the bathroom when she just starts telling her the details of um her divorce and the and the affair and it's like you know and it's yeah part of it is oh, man. it's um so intense it was painful to watch and you know in a bit in 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 just you know in a lot of ways the person that mother is obviously very narcissistic you yeah. know i think that's take that away from this story here but to do that to somebody like you know, you're like, I'm doing this for your own good. It's like, no, you're not. No. Like, you, you're clearly not because yeah. that's really hurtful stuff that you're saying to that person. Yeah. Um, and the result, yeah, is intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's clearly, the mom uh, is clearly still living in her own world and inserting that onto her children and her own values and world and not really seeing clearly what they actually need authentically. Um, she's still just uh, living in uh, this paradigm, which isn't reality, seemingly, and certainly not helpful for Valerie and yeah. Alex. Yeah, and then Alex, after he makes the revelation with the stripper around his mother's abandonment of him as a baby, and he goes and questions her about it <laughs> you know, towards the end of the episode. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I went on tour with Queen, and it was 30 countries. And he was like, Yeah, she, mm. first she was like, yeah, a couple shows. And he was like, mm, a couple shows. Yeah. She, was like, oh. she starts <laughs> to gush questions. about how fun it was. And he did that thing where he's like, oh, how nice for you. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a great opportunity for you. Yeah. What an opportunity. <laughs> like, right? Um, and then you see Alex uh, um, have a moment. It was his big sort of emotional outburst of the series here, the end of episode five, when he yells at his mom. Mm-hmm. And the mother is a coward. She doesn't, she's one of those people that is like, everything's all good and it's energy and there's no conflict. Oh, there's conflict? I'm leaving. Yeah. Like she just bounces. So she's not in it for the hard times she's not in it to like help them through this really she's in it for her own thing of coming in and saving the day and listen to me and i'm gonna shepherd you through this and as soon as there's anything uh, about her like she even says to laura like you know children want to just push all their problems onto you or blame, you know, this and that. And Children it's always just, blame their parents. It's the easiest way yeah, to Yeah, this woman's never taken, <laughs> she's never taken, she's never taken responsibility. All right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm getting she's, a, I'm, <laughs> I need, let me calm down a little bit. Yeah. No, take, she's not my mom. Take, take a deep breath, Steve. <laughs> um, and I think you're, you're pointing out a great, great point. And they make this really clear thus far. She is not a sympathetic character, right? Yeah. Um, no. So, and that kind of gives us a lot, I think, a lot more sympathy for Alex. Valerie, yes. I think, is sympathetic. Um, but Alex, especially on the heels of, you know, the fat shaming the blogger, it's like, you start to really see, like, damn, he was dealt a tough hand and literally had 
didn't have his mother, you know, at the beginning of his life. So he's got severe attachment issues, among other. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. Structurally, you really needed uh, that understanding, a deeper understanding of Alex and the mother character certainly provides that. Yeah. And I think they intentionally don't give her that, uh, you know, that soft edge or um, they really don't make her relatable yet at all. And there's also Mm -hmm. uh, some really interesting Laura development in five and Laura. you know continuing on the heels yeah. of four of course she's a little bit living in a fantasy around uh her teacher the hot for teacher story yeah they they do and they move that one forward quite a bit uh especially yeah they're one-on-one time they're doing this photography thing at the gas station and Mm. And she sees her dad and then opens up to him about it in the car. They're texting later. Yeah. So um, they're really developing something there. Also doing a good job, too, of sort of saying mm. how it's showing how it's really from Laura's perspective. Right. I mean, it, you could sort of question why he's texting her. You know, is that appropriate yeah. necessarily? But um, yeah, that's a little. Little gray area, Um, though I think they are clearly wanting to paint him as um, genuinely supportive, concerned, interested, caring, yeah, um, in her as a student, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, where she has now to her friends in school trumped up him as a love interest. Yeah, really setting up uh, the stage for. Um, what's going to go down um, or not go down between them. Um, one last little note about episode five, the, the penis pick guy's character name was Randy, which is <laughs> subtly really funny. <laughs> oh, and um, yeah, this smart comedy, right? Very smart. And yeah, we get a lot of dimension, right? Like it's, it's yeah. not a very flat or two-dimensional show in any way. Um, they, mm-hmm. uh, it's, not, it's not simplistic. It's, you know, the characters aren't, um, you know, just these prototypes or archetypes. They are many, many, you know, feathered, intricate, unique people. Um, and that, I think, is how it's able to be so relatable and so heartfelt Yet you think about a lot of what's going on and like, why would we be relating to this? This story is crazy, right? Like this is <laughs> yeah. like this guy invented a very popular day. It's like, yeah, listen, like this is typical. The inventor. Yeah. I'm the inventor of Tinder and my like sister and niece just moved. Like it's not a typical story at all. Um, but yeah. yet it's so relatable and so um, heartwarming even through the dysfunction and the cringy moments, you get the sense that it's not a show that people are watching for that, for the cringy moments. No, I agree. Yeah. It's so well done that, you know, all these other parts of it are so full. Um, it, it it really fires on all cylinders. And so, um, so Val has this really important scene with Randy, (laughs) the dick pic guy. And funds to the conclusion that she's sort of hanging on to this house that she owns with her ex yeah. to stick it stick it to her mom, 
and Randy says this really sort of thoughtful thing around like, so not selling that house is going to prove what to your mom? How is that, is that going to make her wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. or right? <laughs> and uh, and that, that leads her to, to the decision that she's going to sell that house, which we know means that she's going to have to deal more with her ex. So that's setting that up as yeah. well. Yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, Alex finally gets a match on his algorithm after you know a while of years he says over two years right (laughs) yeah yeah and he lights up he lights up yeah and they set that up really well i mean we've talked you know a bunch about how good this show is at pacing and misdirect um and it's not really a misdirect but the pacing of the end of this episode it gets you so deep into that emo emo just feeling of Alex and um yeah you know he like clicks one more time well yeah he's yeah he's, he's sunken way down he's way down. had an outburst he's had an outburst of his mom we've never seen him outburst he's like kind of at the end of his rope right and you from what we know about him we're kind of like Ooh, where's this gonna go right and then he gets the match so that yeah I hear exactly what you're saying really. yeah I believe the you know Laura scene is a little before that um, when she sees her dad. And so it's just a very like tender, quieter, um, very emotional ending. And then. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Laura's in bed texting. There is an intimacy yeah. to the ending of this episode. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. The tone. And then he matches. For the first time ever on his real profile. He finds a match. Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Emmy. and that's exactly where we pick up when we move into episode six. That's right. Is Emmy, he's like checking out her profile, right? He's starting to message her. Yep. He sends her a couple of awkward messages, and he's like, I just blew this. Right. It's like Tables he's right returned. back to square one. Yeah. Never n- never done this before. He's, yep. a, he's a creator of the site, and he's acting <laughs> like it's his like first profile ever anywhere. It's really funny, and um, really, yeah, developing that tender side of him that just is looking for love very unsure um not that um side we see initially and that i wrote this site i have the perfect profile i uh i only Mm -hmm. have sex with uh with eight and a half pluses you know (laughs) talks about the number system a bunch you know it's like we see this total opposite just bumbling um just desperate to connect with the only match ever on his real profile. Yeah, and the only match ever, and they did a great job of casting. This role is Eliza Coop, who is a really funny comedian and TV star in her own right. She's done a bunch of different uh, TV shows. Definitely. And I yeah. thought her energy and comedic style was really perfect for this role and um, a perfect for a match for Alex, mm-hmm. you know, as we know. Yeah, and I noticed right. That character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed right um, as she messages back, right? Like, so he's downtrodden. They create a tone where everyone on the show is getting really mopey. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah. And then, boom, Emmy messages him back and everything. Yeah. Turns and, uh, but I just, I love the way that uh, at the end of five and the beginning of six, they really create a whole mood. It's like not just one character's kind of story at a time, 
And maybe they're doing that really more than we even noticed initially, too. But they use all the stories to take you somewhere. And then one story kind of takes you uh, to that different yeah. place, that counterpoint. And this is a great right. moment where Emmy's just like, cool, yeah, let's get drinks this night. Sound good. You know, just like glosses over, you know, doesn't even address his, you know, multiple messages. Um, guess not message, you know, just boom. Hey. Yeah. Drinks Wednesday. Let's do it. Right. And that, and that response that you want to those sort of ambiguous uh, too many, too many messages that you sent, and you're feeling awkward about, and then you just get that. Hey, let's meet up. And you're like, oh, oh, great! Like, yeah. Um, yeah so this uh, was a really good episode, right? And I thought really, really strong good. for all three main characters. Um, there was a great uh, sequence at the art show, the student art show. After this, where Emmy had some. I'm sorry, where uh, Laura had some work. And unbeknownst to Val and Alex, uh, their mother was invited by Laura. <laughs> so she comes, throws kind of a wrench into this whole thing. And so many um, kind of really interesting moments between um, Laura's homeroom teacher and Val. And oh, there yeah. really begins to like something there, which you know, uh-oh, this isn't going to... Be a good situation for Laura specifically, and then um, a really awesome, funny scene um, between Emil and Alex. Where Emil goes to Alex for some help and gets shut down by Alex. That's an amazing. <laughs> I believe. A, are you kidding me? Was was said or something like that? Like you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's a great, great scene where Alex gets to actually kind of tell Emil what he thinks of him and not so many words. And that whole sequence at the art gallery, so revealing, yeah, as you were saying, pushes a lot of stories forward and um, sort of produces the um, next Laura and, um, you know, Alex and Valerie's mom scene. Yeah, uh, and we're... Kind of a continuation of that. Yeah, where you're kind of the... Laura's sort of whimsical fascination of her grandmother and like, oh, this is cool. And the way she was looking at her and it's like, you're kind of like, great. Yeah. It's your grandmother. Awesome. And she could be cool. But now we're starting to experience yeah. like, is her influence actually really good for Laura at all? Because she is a total train wreck of human being. And Laura's at this sort of impressionable age. Um, so impressive. And gives her some advice and you're kind of like, oh man, let's not <laughs> listen to this person about how to be a woman in the world. I don't know about this. Which Laura then takes her advice. Yeah. Oh, step or 700 further. And what does she do? She not only invites a meal over. Yeah. But. Well, big reveal. Right. I mean, we're going to do the big reveal of it. The whole situation. I mean, I think it's time. Unless you wanna yeah, so, talk about any of the other lead up, but yeah, so they um so this was a, a really intense part of this episode and and uh so it was you know, she she sort of connects with a me- with a meal and is like just come over after school and at the grandmother's um, advice, right? Oh. At the grandmother's advice, just just sleeps with a meal. Um I don't know to recapture her femininity or or what what that to necessarily give off her was doing. Pheromones and capture her sexual power, I believe, is what. There we Donald go. Said. 
Don. Um, sexual predator Don, or sorry, free sexual being Don. Right, and they do this buildup to thinking that Emil had recorded it and yeah. um, posted it online yeah. or shared it around. And you know, at the end, you find out that it was actually Laura that made the sex tape. So this is leaving a lot of other stuff on the table to talk about. But I, I was really, <laughs> I'm kind of fascinated by this. Like, why did she do this? Why, you know, is she trying to sexualize herself for the teacher to... Right. It, it and he... He sees it, right? Yeah, he sees it like accidentally. And goes to her and has sympathy for her and is there for her. And there's a hug, yeah, tender moment. In the yeah, dark and, room. And um, it was sort of. She was like, it was a little odd that she was just like, no, you know, who doesn't have a, you know, he's like, you should report this, and she's like, no, who doesn't have a sex tape? And you think there right. would be more outrage, right, if if that were to happen? And and uh, so the reveal that she she actually made it. Um, was intense and um, misguided, I think, attempt in trying to connect with that guy. I mean, I don't know necessarily. Um, yeah, well, it's hard to argue with the results, though. It's true. She did seemingly share that tender moment. He's comforting her, and he literally says, fuck that guy. No, don't. Yeah. Don't ever fuck him again. Right. So... Yeah, it's hard to question the results, but it's uh, very, very questionable. <laughs> Big gold uh, cliffhanging moment at the end of episode six where, you know, you get that kind of camera reveal where it's actually her that was filming it the whole time. And uh, whoa, you know, right. whoa, Laura, take it easy. Yeah, they're so good at setting up those big reveals, big moments, big endings, funny, you know, they're just the pacing and the way that like this is six and they end it with such a big uh, reveal. Um, it's just, yeah, they're incredibly adept at, at dropping those things, at teasing at, um, at, you know, just in one moment flipping the yeah. script on you. Yeah, definitely. So real big, real quick, we'll just, let's just double back to talk about uh, Val and her ex-husband and she, he doesn't get the right dishwasher <laughs> and he's being a real jerk. So she locks him in the garage. Calls her the C word. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like he totally deserved to be locked in the garage for a long period of time just to shut. Yeah. You know, like you need to, you need to chill out, dude. Like you were, you've yep. sure. She may have, you know, not treated you very nicely throughout your marriage that made you feel a certain way. But you've also been a huge jerk too. So why don't you just have a slice of humble pie and shut the fuck up about it? Take some responsibility. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like we are at episode six. We're just really getting to that. Take responsibility uh, for your actions. Take responsibility time. for Good. your actions time. And this is a great one. And this plays out, of course, um, across. What probably about half the episode? Oh yeah. Um, uh, as they cut back and forth between the, the stories, uh, Drew's locked. He's in just locked in the there. Garage and she, yeah. At one night. point, she calls. Okay, so then, so then, um, a, a really, uh, I thought, really funny scene with Alex and, and the Uber driver, and, and he's just sort of trapped in, tra tra uh, in traffic because of Joe Biden being in town. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Biden. And, uh, and I just thought that was a funny exchange between the two of them. And then when he gets to the restaurant, um, he's just about to start his date with the first match in two years and his website. And then Val immediately calls with a crisis. <laughs> um, the, what I thought was so funny is that when, you know, while the scenes when they're together are so incredible, right? Yeah. It's like he cannot be there for her in a pinch. Every time she's called him in an emergency, he has not been yeah. available whatsoever. And it's just like he's not there for her emergencies. He's there for her emotionally. He's there for her yeah. to help her. Um, but when push comes to shove, Val, Val's on her own and has to live her own life and make these moments, you know, these crisis yep. moments and figure them out herself. Yeah, that's a one-way street, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like she's always been there, or at least she feels like she's always been there for his crises. Um, but it's not, uh, it doesn't go both ways. It's not reciprocal. And yeah, it's amazing how many times they've already shown her calling him, especially around like these dating, um, things, how many times they've shown her call him and he's literally just like, Val, I can't Val, Val, sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, yeah, and then that all kind of finally the ex calms down in the garage and they're having sushi together through the door and they wind up having this really honest emotional scene and there's an apology um, yeah. from the ex and uh, eventually unlock, unlocks the door and she just bounces on him. But um, that yep. was a nice, vulnerable, open scene between the two of them that hopefully they can have. Uh, more interesting exchanges now that things won't be so black and light. Like I'm mad at you and you're mad at me scene and we're mad at each other. And now that now there could be a different dynamic, that relationship can kind of mm-hmm. take it a road and, yeah. and the, and her healing process, you could, you know, you can imagine has really started, now. but she's really yeah, kind of taken gonna... in what was going on with him and why he did that mm-hmm. and what happened yeah. to their marriage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see some some real growth and movement, it seems, coming there. And speaking of growth and movement, <laughs> <laughs> Alex and Emmy's date ends quite well. Ish. Or does it? <laughs> yeah, well for a while until it doesn't end well. Uh, um. Seemingly the, you know, the perfect date uh, ends a better house and very sensual moments and some dude busts in yeah and you know alex's issues run so deep you know there's not going to be a quick fix for this guy it's not just going to be oh you got a match and now everything's going to work out for you um that was made pretty clear at the end of this episode when it turns out that (laughs) emmy has a boyfriend she's in an open relationship oh my god how telling i mean this is his parents relationship of course, we don't have a, a great sense of what it was like, but we already know one of the hallmarks of growing up was that their parents weren't married and they slept around and they had giant orgies, you know. Uh, and he, Alex is really the one that references it. Like it's, uh, he, you know, talks about earlier waking up to go to the bathroom and just naked people in his house. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What a, oh man, what a, um, what a ton of bricks to sort of drop on that. Yeah, that this is the type of 
person he's attracting into his life, right? That he's, his algorithm is matching him up with. He's got to, what does he have to learn and figure out from this type of environment? Yeah, and we don't know really, right? Like Mm-mm. we're just uh, kind of left hanging a little on several things. And, you know, with that Laura reveal at the end, um, as we've talked about, their timing is certainly uh, very intentional on this show and um, sort of keeps you going and keeps uh, storylines, you know, either percolating or really going up and down um, at the sort of start and finish of not only episodes, but these what feels like little mini cycles. Uh, yeah. First three, now second three set of episodes here. Yeah, and so I think, what do we have, four more to go for this first season? Yeah, so we just did six, so we've got seven, eight, nine, and ten. All right, great. So I think we're going to come back and talk about episodes seven and eight. That's right. In our next installment of Shows with Friends. Indeed, we will. It's been a great discussion of four, five, and six. Very rich, so much character development. And I think you were saying, you know, like real uh, personal um, development. And uh, it's a great, great show to both watch for fun, for those funny laughs <laughs> and moments. Yeah. Uh, just some real straight up belly laughs and funny moments and a lot of really insightful uh, personal, interpersonal relationship attachment issues we're now into yeah and this is great stuff good uh psychological exploration into human behavior as well yeah so please if you haven't seen it already watch episodes seven and eight and join us next time on shows with friends hello friends and thanks for listening We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts, and there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.